Hey beautiful soul, this is the Menopause Coach Podcast with me, your host, Adele Johnston. I'm helping you create a vibrant life of joy and happiness without your menopause stealing your personal power and sass. Together, we're making menopause mainstream. My own private GP phoned me to say, Adele, how are you even functioning with those levels of testosterone? I think it had just been something that had always been there. We get used to things. We start to tell ourselves it's because I'm a busy mum. It's because I'm busy with my work. Today, I want to give you so much value in this episode, as it's a question I find I get asked a lot in my emails and DMs every week without fail. When we think about going to our GP for support, we never expect that it's something we have to really go into research mode on, on our own. And to be clear on this, I want to make sure that I gift you a few, well five actually, key tips that you can build into your own menopause, perimenopause or postmenopause care if you are speaking to your GP. It's important that prior to speaking with your GP, that we have some of your care priorities in place. And this is where you come into this. It's your health and your body and it's important that you feel empowered and liberated to make these decisions. So our GPs, unfortunately, are not very well educated within menopause care. It's starting to happen and we're seeing individual GPs taking their own initiative and learning what they can where they can. But this is not built into their GP curriculum. It's not a core curriculum item. So we just need to be clear that a lot of our GPs are not menopause care or support coach skilled. So this is important to note. And it's something that is becoming quite clear as we navigate through our own perimenopause journeys and menopause stage of life that we have a responsibility for our own cares at the same time so long, and that's important, put that in bold, as we have really solid understanding GPs to support our medical side of the journey. My own experience of dealing with my GP practice was one that opened my eyes vastly. And I hear time and time again that it's not unusual. But my own experience went a little bit like this. So I remember sitting outside the school gates waiting to collect the girls. And I had, it was a a beautiful sunny Tuesday. I remember it clear as day. And my GP appointment was a virtual telephone one. The doctors started calling me, so it flashed up on the front screen of my phone. And I had a conversation with the GP about my own private route to confirming early perimenopause. So again, reminder, I was 36 when I started to notice symptoms. I was 37 when I had it confirmed that I was in fact perimenopausal with very low levels of testosterone and impacted estrogen levels. But it took over 12 months, it was nearer to 14 months exactly, when I got that confirmation. Before all of that, I'd been through the doctor for care. We'd had lots of scans, lots of gynae appointments. We'd had checkups, blood works, you name it, I had had it. And it wasn't exactly a hoot when we go through all of those different checks. You know, ever had an internal scan? (laughs) Not joyful. So all of this was something that became quite clear to me that it was great. I mean, we've got to give gratitude and feel blessed in the fact that we have this type of healthcare, And, you know, I'm super grateful for that. 
But what it was showing me was, number one, super happy and celebrating the fact that all of the results that came back were you're fit and healthy and clear. So yay, (laughs) but not explaining why the symptoms were showing up. So it was very evident to me and very clear that this was hormonally related. So fast forward, I got some bloods done. I was having the conversation with the GP because what I'd done is after the blood works came back and confirmed that my levels were very low, just so that we're clear, the testosterone levels in a healthy female, we would look for between two and six. Now this, I'm not going to go into detail on this, but ultimately this is not just your overall testosterone levels. This is your free testosterone, okay? Slightly different. So if you're reading your blood works and it just says testosterone, we want to know what your free androgen index, FAI, or free testosterone levels are sitting at. Those are the ones that we want the most. And we want those to sit kind of between two and six, round about there. Bearing in mind that this is a scale and mine came back at 0.09, so much so that my own private GP phoned me to say, Adele, how are you even functioning with those levels of testosterone? And you know what? I think it had just been something that had always been there. We get used to things. We start to tell ourselves it's because I'm a busy mum. It's because I'm busy with my work. It's because, it's because, it's because. And we start to become a little bit indoctrinated into that mindset of, oh, it's just because I'm busy. It's just modern life. I've had a lot going on. So we tend to look for these confirmations within our own diagnosis, but it just becomes challenging, doesn't it? So the conversation with the GP very much went like this. My bloods were sent over. The blood um, follow-up was arranged as a telephone consult. She phoned me and she said, I'm really sorry, I don't know enough about menopause to support you any further, but I can prescribe standard HRT. Now, when I asked what standard HRT was in her eyes, I was advised that that would be oestrogen. Now, I already had a marina coil, which the GP didn't know at this point, so it wasn't even a full offering of what I would have required. Given that I've still got my womb, I would have then required a progesterone at the same time. So we had a really, really amazing conversation about all of this and she wasn't comfortable prescribing testosterone even though my levels were so severely low for me being able to function properly. So that unfortunately had to then become a private route initially before I was able to get my GP practice to take that prescription for my testogel on. Now that's a different story. But the reason I'm sharing this backstory with you is because it gave me a very front line, front line seat into how our journey through our NHS goes. And I've been able to support so many women, my clients, women that message, we've been able to support, my whole team have been able to support with navigating GP appointments so that you feel in control and confident and empowered going into the appointment with a little bit of pre-work. So what I want to be able to do, I want to share with you some top tips from inside Adele Johnston Coaching that we guide our ladies through and bridge the gap between them and their GP in most cases. Now, you can always get someone to help you with this if working with a menopause coach is not what you want or not what you can do at this time. But what I would advise is 
Working with a menopause support coach is going to gift you so much more confidence, comfort and happiness in this journey because it's not always plain sailing. If we get a GP who is open to discussing menopause care, then it's a beautiful journey. But if we get a GP who is not, that's where it becomes very challenging. So what I want to do is give you five core top tips. Now, if you have a pen and a piece of paper to hand or your mobile phone, open up notes for me and let's get cracking on five core things that are going to make your journey a lot easier for you, a lot more confident from your standpoint and also a lot easier for your GP. Okay, it's important with that as well. So number one, Check with your surgery if they have a menopause specialist and you'd best be booking with them. Now, this might not be someone who is what we would class as being fully a menopause specialist. There is a road to go down for all of this. But what we definitely want is someone who is aware of menopause care. Okay, so that's number one, asking, is there anyone in the surgery that is a menopause specialist or a menopause coach? That's important. The second thing, if your surgery offers a double appointment option, ask for this so that you have the time to discuss your care. Okay, on average, we have about a 10 minute slot, but the GP will only afford around seven to eight minutes for that appointment. It's a 10 minute slot, but before, you know, you've done the tops and tails, basically, you've got about seven to eight minutes to discuss your requirements. So it's important that if this is going to be a bit more of a complex discussion, that you feel you have the time to be able to discuss with them. So asking for a double appointment option is number two. Number three, tracking your symptoms in advance can be supportive for you and for your GP. Okay, you can email us at support at adelejohnstoncoaching.com support at adelejohnstoncoaching.com. We'll pop that in the show notes for you. And I can give you a copy of an editable checklist and the editable PDF that you'll receive, you can redo over and over again so that you've got a clarity around the symptoms and the severity that you're experiencing. But if you, like me, love to use an app for these types of things, then you can. You can use and download the free app called Balance. And inside that app, there is an opportunity there for you to track both your cycle and also your symptoms. And it generates a nice report at the end of that that you can share with your GP. Number four, list any questions you have in advance, as you may find you forget what you wanted to ask when you're in the thick of the appointment. So this is a really key one, okay? Even if it's just on a post-it note that you keep to hand so that you can make sure that all of your key questions or concerns are addressed. This is where a double appointment does come in handy. And then finally, option and tip number five. Writing to your GP in advance of your appointment can be super helpful. This is something that we do for all of our clients when it comes to this point in their journey. It's one that my team and I do regularly. Okay, back and forward, bridging that gap. And it's been an exceptionally effective support tool for our client and for the GP. So I tend to start with why we're contacting them, what we'd like them to support with and why. That's an important part. And then the main body of the email is really outlining 
the options that we feel are best available to the lady and then asking for the GP's support with navigating further through that. So start with why you're contacting them, what you'd like them to support with and why you would like that level of support in the main of the email or the letter. Then give some facts around menopause care. Okay, so this is the part that we find really supports when you are guiding that pre Um, appointment email or letter. If you can give some relevant menopause care facts that relate to the reason why you're writing to the GP for support, for example, if it's for HRT or TRT, so testosterone replacement therapy, then outlining what it is that you're asking for, why it is beneficial to you, and some facts around all of that. It can help to attach some literature. We find that when we do this, we get a lot better response. So it helps to bridge the gap between the appointment and it helps to give the GP a chance ahead of your appointment slot to get familiar with what it is that they're going to be discussing with you, do a little bit of their own homework and reading. And then you find that when you come into your appointment, you don't even need to be advising why you're making contact with them. It's already done. They're already aware. And it's very much then a seamless conversation from then. Five key points to doing this is going to support you so much better, especially if this is something that you've been craving for a while and just not quite had the confidence or the want to get in touch with your GP for further support. So recapping on those five points. Number one, check with your surgery if they have a menopause specialist. Number two, if your surgery offers double appointments, ask for one. We'll ask for for two appointments, a double appointment. Number three, track your symptoms in advance. Okay, this can be supportive for you and your GP. And you've got the option to contact us for an editable checklist or download the Balance app. And then number four, list any questions in advance. Okay, you may find that you do forget what you wanted to ask when you are in the thick of the conversation. So having those listed down so that you get full use of that time together in your either virtual telephone console or face-to-face appointment. And then number five, writing to your GP in advance of your appointment can be so helpful. And one, like I say, that my team and I find very, very beneficial And it has been exceptionally effective at supporting both our clients and their GPs to build that relationship through their menopause journey. Because reminding ourselves as well, we don't just visit the GP once in our menopause lifetime. We need to go back for sometimes repeat blood checks. We need to go back for alterations to our HRT preparations. And sometimes we just need a little bit of clarity on some dose changes. Yeah. Sometimes we need to have dose changes. So it's important that your GP is on board with your care, but equally that you help them as much as you can, knowing that this is for your health, your happiness and your menopause care. Now, doing all of this, we've found that actually it's led to some humbling emails and telephone conversations with GP practices where the GPs have asked for some support directly with me, which it shows us and confirms that there is a knowledge gap, but that a lot of these GPs are open and willing to learn. And we need that, right? Remembering ourselves that 
100% of women in this world will go through menopause, some of us quite severely, others barely even noticing any changes or symptoms. But we all navigate through that stage of life. So hopefully these five points have made it a little bit clearer for you on how you can prepare for your GP appointment, navigate that GP appointment, supporting both you and the GP, making life as easy as possible for you and them so that you are able to get the most from your appointment, even if it is a single appointment, reminding ourselves that we are in charge of how we care for our bodies. We simply just need the GP to support with those decisions And if we find that we're not getting anywhere with that, then it's understanding that you're not alone in your journey. You're only ever one message away from me and my team so that we can support and direct you to wherever you need to go from there. So please never feel stuck, never feel lonely or isolated. You are but one message away from support. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. It is a shorter episode as a bit of an educational one. Five top tips to how you can prepare for your GP appointment. I truly hope this episode has sparked something vibrant inside of you. I ask only one thing. To help keep these episodes coming, please subscribe and share with another in your life. That's how we reach more women worldwide and we help them step into their power. Because together, we are working to remove any of the stigma and taboo that surrounds menopause. This does not need to be a daunting, a scary, a taboo time in anyone's life. So together, let's make menopause mainstream.